It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment last. Just keep Well, down. welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, a certified nutrition specialist and a licensed nutritionist. This show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. Today, we're going to be talking about how you can reduce muscle aches and pains. That's a good topic. Oh, very yeah, good. We'll have to tune in. <laughs> I think you are too, dead. Oh, okay. I think you're right. <laughs> so we want to talk about how sugar, you know, that word increases aches and pains, how losing weight around the middle hmm, can reduce aches and pains, and how even having low levels of vitamin D can increase your aches and pains. And joining me today as our co-host is Katie Harla, who is a licensed and registered dietitian. Katie, where are you seeing clients and where are you these days? I can't Trying to check your where, schedules. Where are we? <laughs> so I am in Lakeville. So I'm working in our Lakeville office and I'm also working out of our YZ location. Um, kind of, you know, with Joanne here. Um, I'm also, we just started teaching some nutrition for weight loss classes. So I started teaching a nutrition for weight loss class last Monday in YZ. Great group of gals. We're oh, gonna fantastic. Have, we are going to have such a blast. And I'm also in Lakeville on Wednesdays um, teaching, kind of sharing sharing one of the series, um, another Nutrition for Weight Loss class, and I'm going to actually meet those those folks next Wednesday. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's always so life-changing for people. So we're going to have, oh, we're going to have a blast. That's great. Good deal. So also, you know, joining us today is Joanne Rideout, who is also, she's a licensed and registered dietitian. Yes. And you, Joanne, you see clients in? In Wyzetta and yeah. also in Maple Grove. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, but I have something to tell you about Joanne. Before joining Nutritional Weight and Wellness, Joanne worked at Courage Center for 25 years, yep. and you helped develop eating plans for clients, and they had really major Severe. aches and pains. Spinal cord injuries, brain yes. injuries. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they, that's from accidents and other disabilities, right? Yes. Just, yes? Yes. So we feel very fortunate to have Joanne on staff with her extensive mm-hmm. background and knowledge. Uh, you know, before we get talk, into our topic, I want to talk about the article, Joanne, that you wrote for this week's Weight and Wellness newsletter. Yes. It was... On slow a, cooking. Slow cooking. Which yes. is something that people love. People, people love to do that. I love slow cooker recipes. I right. kind of go in streaks with it because sometimes I put my slow cooker away and forget about yeah. it for a while. Then all of a sudden, now falls here. Yes. I've got it back of, out again. Yeah. I'm using it a lot, a couple times a week. So, you know, Joanne... You called it a slow cooker. Yeah. Or and a I crock call pot. it a crock pot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> either one. Tomato, tomato. Same thing. <laughs> That's right. So, kind of give us some ideas of how, because one of the recipes yeah. was cooking a chicken in a, a crock pot. A whole chicken. A whole Super chicken. Super easy. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. how do you do that? Yeah. So, you put a whole chicken in the crock pot. You can put the uh, stuff the cavity with a carrot, an onion, mm. a celery to just add a little flavor. Oh, well, that's a good idea. That sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Brush the outside with butter. Good butter. Yes. Yes. Good, the good, good healthy butter. butter. Season with salt and pepper, poultry seasoning, or any other kind of seasoning you like. 
And then you just turn it on, cook it for on low for about eight hours. And um, at the end of the day, you check it with a meat thermometer. That's one of the crockpot tips. Mm -hmm. Check with a meat thermometer thermometer. to make sure it's not overcooked or undercooked. And so what, do you remember the number? Yeah, 170. Okay. 170 to 180. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is is perfectly done for for chicken or turkey. That's the beauty of the crockpot is you can just, you know, put your food in there, turn it on, walk away, go do errands. You come home, dinner is served. (laughs) <laughs> yes. You also had a really interesting, um, I never thought of this, honestly, is an interesting squash recipe right. in a crock pot. Yep. So, yeah, tell us how you did that. It's not even really a recipe because you just put it in there. Oh. But <laughs> you just wash the squash on the outside of the squash, mm-hmm. poke holes so in any, the skin. Any squash, any butternut, kind of squash, acorn you squash. You could use it, or spaghetti squash. Spaghetti squash, yeah, okay. That works too. Uh, also works really well for baked potatoes. So you just put that in a crock pot with about a half a cup of water and cook it on low for four hours. Can be longer mm-hmm. if you're, you know, if you're not home right away, it's fine. Um, and then you just cut, cut it open and clean out the middle after it's done cooking. So you just have to cook clean a little gently at that point in time because it's softer, mm-hmm. but it works great. You just serve it with butter. And also Jennifer talked about this. Yes, Same I remember that recipe when she was talking about making baby food. Yes, on the radio a couple weeks ago. So, Joanne, I bet sweet potatoes will work just as gr- sweet potatoes would work just fine too. All Anything right, like that, that sounds. I'm going to try that. Yep. That is that sounds great. I'm and try I actually that. have a, another crock pot that's a little bit smaller, so you could do hmm. the two. chicken and the crock pot in two. You know, and also squash. And then you and got a whole potato. dinner ready. You got the whole Look dinner, and you got two crock pots going. Great ideas. You know, <laughs> yeah, they're real simple meals. Come home so. and it's done. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the best part. And, you know, we know that people that ha- that have aches and pains, muscle pains, mm-hmm. what they need to do is they need to get back to eating real food. Yes. yes. You know, as nutritionists and dietitian, we know that. Yeah. Now, just these mm-hmm. are kind of interesting things. A glass of juice. A glass of juice. With 17 teaspoons of sugar in it will increase your aches and pains. Now, I was at a health fair last week, and I was kind of showing some folks the breakdown of sugar in some of these foods, and I had a sample for uh, an orange juice bottle, mm-hmm. and it was about 16 ounces or so. Mm-hmm. And I showed them that this bottle of orange juice will break down to about 25 and a half teaspoons of sugar, the one that right. I had. Okay. Right. They were shocked. Yes. Right. Rightfully slow. So, yes. Yeah. Um, and then they don't realize that that's what makes for aches and pains. And that makes, and exactly. inflammation. Yes. Yep. And so here's another idea here. We also know that a bowl of pasta or, you know, a sandwich, and sometimes the sandwiches, they have big slabs of bread. bread. I mean, I wouldn't even call them slices. They're slabs. Slabs. (laughs) And that increases muscle pain for over 80% of the Mm -hmm. population. That's a huge statistic. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know, Dar, you really are always kind of trying to get listeners to realize how these seemingly healthy foods, you know, cereal, bread, pasta, and even juice, how those foods can actually cause inflammation and pain. I had a guy say to me once, he goes, oh, you gals, you're always picking on some of my favorite foods, <laughs> but we're doing it out of love, right? We want everyone right. to feel better. Right. So, you know, on Dishing Up Nutrition, we say it a million different ways. At least I've tried to do it a million mm-hmm. different ways. But I think one of our clients who took the weight and wellness series of classes said it very best, didn't they, Katie? Yes, yeah. she did. So this is what she said. She goes, this class has put my head in the right place, thinking about nutrition and health rather 
than dieting and always trying to lose weight. I think, you know, even say that one more time because this is what she said. Yes. And this is very refreshing for people. Yeah. So this class has put my head in the right place thinking about nutrition and health rather than dieting and always trying to lose weight. Yes. Oh, it's almost like we can breathe and just just yeah. think about eating good food, right? Yeah, right. So during the class, she said, I've lost over seven pounds. And, and she over, wasn't even thinking about wasn't it. Wasn't even thinking about it. <laughs> so she lost over seven pounds and over three inches on her waist without any additional exercise and without um, her usual cravings, just by following the suggested changes. She's, so she said, I'm on my way to being a healthier version of me. <laughs> That's so great. Cool. So That's cool. great. So if you have muscle pain or inflammation, you might be asking yourself, well, why is losing three inches around the waist so important? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're going to tell you. <laughs> when you lose three inches around the waist, you have started to reduce insulin resistance in your cells. So then so you say, well, what does that really mean? What does that really mean? It means a smaller amount of insulin can carry the glucose into the cells because you have less buildup on the cells, mm-hmm. you know, on these cell receptors. Yeah. This, what was the bottom line, this means that your muscles will have more energy and less inflammation or pain. I mean, isn't that great? Mm-hmm. That is great. Yes. So the cells in your muscle need a steady flow of glucose for energy. And I think, you know, Joanne, I think people that are runners, they know, mm-hmm. yes. they know. that they're, they're yes. using their muscles and that, but, just standing here, we are, we need that steady supply of glucose, kind of just right. like titrated in, like in, in, into the cell. We need right. little bits of glucose coming into our cells so we have good energy. Right. So when the muscle cells lack the glucose they need because of insulin resistance, the extra glucose gets delivered to your fat cells and is stored. Not for energy, but to expand. Really, and what we're saying is because that cell almost has like a callus around it or right. like a crust around it. That's a good explanation, Katie. Right. The, the callus, a crust, yes. Yeah, the, uh, the sugar can't get in, so right. it's diverted and put into our fat cells for storage because it can't get in, in, into our cell for, for energy, energy, for yes. use. Mm-hmm. So this is the way I think about it. Reducing insulin resistance in a person who has a lot of pain and inflammation is like... It's kind of like they are taking a strong Advil or a Motrin that works 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and it has no side effects, except for them to be able to fit into smaller pants. Now, that is what I'm talking about. That helps. Um, We actually have to go to a break, but when we come back, stay tuned, because we're going to keep talking about how insulin resistance and reducing our insulin resistance is going to help reduce pain and inflammation in our body. Um, But for those listening, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We are so pleased to offer another online class. This one is called Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods. So just go to our website, weightandwellness.com, and click on Online Classes. The fee for this class is only $25, and you can watch it when it's convenient to you. So if you have questions about muscle pain, give us a call in studio, 651-641-1071. If you live with digestive problems, it's not just miserable, it's embarrassing. You might even find it tough to tell your doctor about your gas, bloating, heartburn, constipation, or diarrhea. The nutrition educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness understand no one wants to talk tummy trouble, but that can keep you suffering. 
So they've come up with a brilliant solution, an online version of the popular gut reaction class. That's right, online. You won't sit in a group or even leave home. You'll learn about foods that trigger digestive discomfort and how to restore intestinal balance. You'll learn how to get rid of bloating, stop heartburn, and relieve constipation and diarrhea. But it's all done privately when it's convenient for you. You know the old saying, you're only as sick as your secrets. If you're ready to heal and give up those digestive aids advertised on TV, this is the class for you. Register for Gut Reactions online at weightandwellness.com or call for information at 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, we're really proud to offer our first cooking class. It's Cooking the Weight and Wellness Way, and it's going to be on December 3rd. It's a Tuesday night. And we're going to do it at the Mississippi Market that's on West 7th Street in St. Paul. It's real food and balance. Meals your whole family will like or, you know, you can make them and take them for lunch the next day. You know, and we know that cooking real food helps you replace the processed foods with Mm -hmm. really healing foods. Yes. Yes. So if you want to take our class, it's uh, call Mississippi Market. The number is 651-690-0507 to sign up. So today, if you have questions about aches and pains, muscle pains, 651-641-1071, and we... We do have a caller. Okay. So we're going to take a caller here. So welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Sherry, you have a question for us? Hi. Yes. Good morning. This isn't directly linked to aches and pains, but um, maybe it is. Um, I have been recently introduced to four different products that I've really taken a liking to, and I want to know what your views of them are. The first product is quinoa. Mm-hmm. Second That's, one is Let's TFT. just stop with quinoa. Quinoa, Pardon? you know, is a grain, mm-hmm. and it's yes. an ancient grain, and it doesn't have gluten in. Right. And for most people, it's mm-hmm. anti-inflammatory, yeah. so yes. it's... Probably pretty healthy. Works just fine. Good. Yep, good. good. Okay. And how about chia seeds? I'm going to pass on that one because I don't know. (laughs) Chia seeds are, they're great. They're just another form of fiber. Some people will use them and put them instead of flaxseed. With chia seeds, with any time people are going to try and up their fiber like that, we'd start slow. You know, so maybe even start like one to two teaspoons. Mm-hmm. Um, and Probably then, like right. a teaspoon, maybe. Yeah. Wonderful. Teaspoon. Yes. Same, we say the same thing with flax seeds. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very okay. similar then, to flax. It's mm-hmm. supposed right. to have good omega-3s. So. hemp seed? Hemp, hemp seed. Uh, anybody an expert on hemp seed? Uh, hemp seed, um, again, I think people use it, trying to use it as a protein source. Not a very bioavailable or absorbable form of protein. It's um, more of a fat. It's more of a fat. And, people, and fiber. Yep, yep. So, but I think it's okay. It's, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. But if okay. that is why, don't, you know, I wouldn't use like, you know, hemp proteins or anything like that. I've seen those on the market um, for protein powders to yeah. use even okay. like. Uh, and then, you, yeah. One last quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken myself off of coffee completely. And uh, someone turned me on to this new product called, I think it's called Ticino. Yes. T-E-E. <laughs> I love, yes. <laughs> I love that stuff. Yeah, so okay. I'm, I'm going to go with a yes on that. You know, the first okay. person that introduced me to that was Anne Louise Gittleman about oh, really? uh, 15 years ago. Okay. Wow. She was a big proponent of... Uh, of Ticino. Yeah. <laughs> so for listeners who are wondering what is that, Ticino is, it's like an herbal coffee, um, it's, there's not caffeinated. It's made out of like chicory, 
um, carob, you know, you know, you can get um, like ones with like cocoa. So it has like a mocha flavoring. Uh, it has a little barley in it, but it's for those who are gluten sensitive, it's like five parts per million. So it's so low that it would be considered gluten free. Okay. Um, but they can, you have mint flavors. They're so great. So if you're looking to kick coffee or something, that's a great, a great thing to use. That sounds but great. Is that, is, is that safe to drink all day long? You know, I would make sure you're getting your water in. You know, okay. definitely. But okay, if you're wanting, great. you know, something like that, um, I actually had one of those before, you know, a couple hours before bed, and it was totally fine. It was like a tea. Wonderful. Thank you for your time. I you know, appreciate it. You know, great questions. Great questions. Okay. We like those. Thank yes. you. I bet a lot of people were wondering about some of those. Yes. Those things. So Absolutely. that's great. That is. That was a good question. Um, so we, before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about insulin resistance and pain. So why don't we just kind of continue that conversation? Okay. So we know that insulin resistance is reversible. That's, That's the good, good news. news isn't yeah. It? Mm-hmm. Great news. <laughs> We've known about insulin resistance for the past 30 years when Dr. Gerald Reven from Stanford University did his original work on insulin in the 80s. You know, Joanne, I actually heard him speak at the American College of Nutrition annual meeting. I think it's, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Right. And he was talking about some research that he had done. And he found that 25% of his test subjects were very insulin resistant. Yep. And then another 25% had a fair amount of insulin resistance. And 25% had some insulin resistance. And out of all of his subjects, only 25% of them had no insulin resistance. Right. So 75% mm-hmm. of the population... Has some and form. Definitely. And this was in the 1980s. Yes. So now it's even greater. So now it's got to be higher. Yeah. Guaranteed. You know, so it is likely if you have muscle pain, you know, or if you're sitting there and saying, yeah, I have achy joints, um, your first line of defense is to cut back or even cut out uh, processed carbohydrates to reduce insulin resistance that you may have building up on the outside of your cells. You know, if you Google, um, this is interesting, if you Google... Foods to reduce pain and inflammation. You'll get a, you know, you'll get kind of a long list of foods to reduce pain and inflammation. Like what? Like cherries or, you know, we know that oh, ginger and we've seen cranberry juice and turmeric. You know, those have good compounds in them. Right. You know, we're not saying those don't have good compounds, but it doesn't get to the root of the problem. You know, Google didn't say it. We didn't find a lot of suggestions, you know, of foods to reduce and replace the inflammatory processed carbohydrates. No. So really, we want to be better than Google, right? <laughs> we yes. want you to try these new food ideas for the next two weeks. So just dedicate two weeks and then let us know the results. So you can email us at, our email is email at weightandwellness.com and just kind of let us know. We're going to give you some tips here and some ideas to try. But let us know. Try it for two weeks and see really how much pain and inflammation you can reduce. Right. So for dinner, instead of having spaghetti or pasta with a red sauce and French bread, which is a very inflammatory meal, you could try the spaghetti sauce with spaghetti squash mm-hmm. and or... You, and you could do like a meat sauce on top yes, of that instead. With meat yes, with or sausage. And then you can try instead the crockpot roasted chicken that oh, I was talking about. Oh, that's a good idea. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also with butternut squash and a side of green beans. That would be a very anti-inflammatory meal. Yeah. So really, when we say anti-inflammatory, that's a meal that will reduce your aches and pains. Yes. You know, so for breakfast, rather than, you know, a bagel with maybe cream cheese, strawberry jam, and a glass of orange juice, 
you know, that that really is a lot of sugar. That breaks down to a lot of sugar. And you'd be surprised how many people still eat that. You know, right, exactly. Now, when I was talking to people at the health fair, they would tell me their breakfast, and it's very similar to that, like cereal, toast, lots Mm -hmm. of juice. Yep. Mm -hmm. So all of those are very inflammatory, high in sugar, and again, high in sugar kind of leads to that slow buildup on the crust or the insulin resistance. So instead of that, you know, for the next two weeks, why don't you try, I don't know, trying two boiled eggs. Um, you put some butter on them. Yeah, you could put some butter on them. A Mm -hmm. slice of 100% rye toast with almond butter Mm -hmm. um, and half a cup of blueberries with, you know, kind of some real cream, all anti-inflammatory. And even cream. And even cream. cream. (laughs) What a treat. That is a treat. Yes, so good. Now, when you're looking at lunch, you know, for lunch rather than a, you know, a cheese and croissant sandwich, which I think a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And but then they add a little low fat yogurt. Oh, sure. And chips, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and all those are inflammatory when they cause aches and pains and all high in sugar leading to insulin resistance. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you're going to take off and run 10 miles. Then your body can use a little bit more. Yes. <clears throat> you know, so an anti-inflammatory lunch would be, you know, a big green salad with cucumbers and tomatoes and peppers and broccoli and carrots and put some blueberries on your salad and some walnuts. And, some, and chicken. And some organic dressing or just yes. a little olive oil and a little vinegar. And then just have a nice ice green tea on the side. These are all, my. that's my favorite. That's, I know, you love, Dar loves a little green tea. <laughs> and that's all good. anti-inflammatory and all low in sugar. I bet people are kind of sitting there and listening to you talk about that salad and just mm-hmm. almost starting to crave it because it sounds so good. It, it is. It's a nice big salad. Mm-hmm. It does. And yes. it is so nice to have. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, So, Joanne, what about snacks? What What do you think we should do for snacks? Well, in the past, lots of people, well, probably still, lots of people are eating cereal bars. I used to do that. You did? I did, long ago. Not (laughs) now. But instead of that, now make a protein shake with coconut milk and some whey protein powder. So the recipe is on our website for that protein shake. At weightandwellness.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so check great. that out. It, it does. Great. It tastes great. You can make it with any flavor. You know, and one more piece is I checked on a Special K Blueberry Cereals Bar. Mm-hmm. Only 90 calories. So that's something that always catches people atten- uh, people's attention. Yes. But 18 grams of carbohydrates, four and a half teaspoons of sugar is what that breaks down to. It's mm-hmm. also full of partially hydrogenated oil and high fructose corn syrup. So really, this little snack bar could be one of the causes of your hip pain or your knee pain. So they really do contain those evil trans fats that we always talk about. And they're so addictive. You know, and I, I was sharing Dar, with Dar and Joanne before the show, I used to love those. Yes. You know, when I was, I've talked about my cereal kick, but I also loved these special K bars and they're very addictive. And could yeah. you just stop with one? No, you cannot stop with one. I mean... It's kind of like you you eat one and it keeps calling your name and you want right. two and then you want three That's and then maybe true. you want four. And then you begin to wonder, what's wrong with me? Why don't I feel so good? Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, my Aunt Rhonda, she would call things like that um, uh, a cookie for breakfast. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. kind of what it is because people would eat some of those. Very so. true. We do have to take a break. Okay. Time flies, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. When we come back, we're going to talk about a study on how quickly fructose can cause damage in our system and then maybe why we want to avoid it. Um, But you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are experiencing hot flashes, if you're experiencing sleepless nights and mood swings, you might be saying to yourself, 
this must be menopause, and I don't like it. I've heard that one. And <laughs> I've, yes. We've heard, from a lot of women. Yes. Turn it off. I don't like it. <laughs> I, let's go back a couple of years. When will I get my menopause test that Margaret Zest. Mead? Zest. Menopause. menopause. Oh, thank Zest. you. Zest. That's Margaret Mead speaks so fondly of. So take our three-hour menopause class called Hot Flash and get some assurance. So you can take the class in Amory, Wisconsin. We will be out in Wisconsin on November 14th or in Eden Prairie, November 19th or in Oakdale on November 19th. So give us a call, 651-699-3438 to sign up. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are experiencing muscle pain, migraine pain, knee pain, hip pain, shoulder pain, or back pain, stomach pain, or any kind of pain, we recommend making an appointment with a nutritional weight and wellness nutritionist. We can meet you in person, by phone, or by Skype. A two-hour appointment is $250, and I know we can help to reduce your pain level. We do it every day, don't we? We do it every day. And, oh, yes, you might have to give up your sweet treats. Yes. Or bread or pasta. Oh, yes. <laughs> but let me tell you personally that my pain is gone, and I'm happy not to eat those foods because I don't have pain any longer. And we're going to talk more about that later on in the show. We are. Right? And just a quick point with that, you know, because a lot of times people, we talk about, like, we might have to really reduce or give up, like, the sugars and the breads, and maybe mm-hmm. people's brains are screaming, no, no I can't, no. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to. But honestly, 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 once you start eating balanced foods like this, the real balanced foods, your body balances and you it seriously reduces, removes, removes those cravings. The cravings are gone. Yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So call 651-699-3438 and ask for me. I'd be happy to help you. Because Joanne has a great story that we're going to talk about That's later on coming in the up. show. Yep. Yes. yes. We do have a couple callers. Okay. Okay. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Ann, you have a question about insulin for us? Yeah, actually, um, I'm just kind of thinking for myself. I feel like I am addicted to sugar. Mm-hmm. And I, I know exactly what I'm eating and, you know, too much sugar. I don't eat a lot of bread or pasta. But, you know, my problem is not knowing what to eat it's the, it's my addiction to this food sure exactly um and you, we i mean you know addiction to foods come from very a lot of different places different reasons i mean sometimes it comes because people have been taking antibiotics nope so we the then balance the intestinal tract mm-hmm. sometimes it's a deficiency in neurotransmitters that's that's what i'm thinking okay right so we have a wonderful product that's called crave control mm-hmm. and it helps to support your neurotransmitter production. Mm-hmm. And so we have people take uh, two to three of those before every meal, and it helps to build up that level of neurotransmitters. And usually people only have to take that for a month or two. Mm-hmm. I mean, it isn't an right. ongoing supplement that you have to keep taking. And then you start eating more meat and more animal protein, and you are building your own neurotransmitter mm-hmm. level up. Okay. And another level for people like even listening is there's a blood sugar connection. And I've had clients mm-hmm. come in and before we even like get down to what they're eating, they say, I know what to eat. I'm eating well, you know, mm-hmm. but then we really look at what they truly are eating and they are eating, you know, they're eating good foods, but they really aren't balancing it out 
throughout the day or they aren't right. eating enough. Or they're not eating they're enough not fat. They're not eating enough fat, right? So they're right. still having that sugar craving. So, or, you, you know, another solution is to come in and make an appointment with one of us. And mm-hmm. we, we help people get balanced so that they're successful mm-hmm. right. and they're not fighting this addiction all the time. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of cyclical too. And I am mm-hmm. perimenopausal. Yep. So. Okay. yep. It certainly is. And we factor in all those hormonal imbalances as we're writing out eating plans for people and, you know, really looking at how to help people get rebalanced. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you can be free. Yes, I want to be free. You want to be free of those cravings. Okay, well, I appreciate your show so much. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you you for calling us this morning. We have another one. I think a lot of people are dealing with that very same thing. We know they are. We know. We we know it. We make it sound so simple, but we do make it simple for people. Yeah. Simpler than they can think. Simpler than they think. (laughs) Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Liz, you have a question for us? Uh, Yes, I would like, you mentioned the whey protein powder. Yes. How about uh, uh, like a plant protein powder? Well, it's okay, but not as good for most people because it doesn't have all the amino acids. And so if you're wanting it as a protein, then then you really need to do either an egg white protein mm-hmm. or a whey protein powder, something like that. And even if, you know, you find one that says all of the amino acids from a different forms of plant sources, uh-huh. it's still harder to digest. So you yes. don't get as much of the benefit out of it. That's a good point. Right. Katie. Yes. Okay. Another thing is where do you find rye bread? Um, I mean, all oh. rye bread. I'll pick up a loaf of rye bread, but it doesn't say anything about any rye in it. Okay. <laughs> well, that it isn't rye bread. <laughs> I, I go to Mississippi Market. They have some wonderful mm-hmm. rye bread. It's a little package. It's very dense. I keep it in my refrigerator. And uh, it's it blood, rye balances blood sugar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, how about this little cocktail bread? Is that that's I closer think, to it? That is closer, closer to, to it. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that balances the blood sugar. Another yes. thing I want to ask is about the juices, like Palm Wonderful. That's supposed to be a pure juice. Yeah, but it's still it still probably has you know eight. Uh, orange oranges in it or eight yeah it's from pomegranate too. oh pomegranate but and that's that's what i was telling people with like some of these orange juices even if it's a hundred percent pure orange juice mm-hmm. none of us would sit down and eat five to six oranges which is kind of the equivalent of how much juice is in those juices okay. so really i mean we know that fruit is sugary so it's it's too much so what you have to do is on the side on the panel of the juice look at how many carbohydrates and if it's got more than 10 you're, it's way too high in sugar for you. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Thank great, you, you had great questions. Great, great thank questions. You. We so, have one, we one, have more, one more, more caller. Okay, sure. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Deb, you have a question for us? Uh, yes, I do. Um, hi, you guys. Um, hi. I've met all hi. three of you. I took the uh, Nutrition for Weight Loss class last winter and learned so much about the uh, evil sugar okay. and the effects from it, and I totally recommend that class to get balanced. Okay. Um, my you. question today yeah. is, um, during the class, you kind of recommended using stevia when needed, you know, to maybe sweeten some whipped cream or something like that, and now I've found another, um, it's, a, it's a sweetener called monk fruit in the raw. Is that the same thing as stevia? It kind of looks like it is, but I wasn't sure. I, I have no clue. I have not done a lot of research on the monk fruit one. I've um, there's another one I know of Luohan 
that's mm-hmm. from a cucumber extract, but that one I'm not I I'm not sure. Well, I read the ingredients and one. they both are um, they both have the dextrose, um, and then the the stevia in the raw is dextrose, and then the stevia leaves, and the monk fruit is dextrose with the monk fruit leaves. So I was just wondering if is that okay to to use? I mean, I think you can try it and see. Does it cause you to have more sugar cravings? I'm a, I was afraid to try it until I asked. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> We don't know. <laughs> okay, that's a good question. That's probably something we'll research very soon. I'm, yeah, okay. I'm guessing now after this question. Yeah. So and, thanks and, for the tip. And, I, and I'll test it. I just, you know, during okay. the holidays, you like a little something to put, like in whipped cream or something, just sure. to sweeten something on an occasion. Yes. So I'll try it. And, Thank you for the call. Um, if though. I find anything out, I'll let you know. Okay. So, Thank, Thank you, you so much, Deb. Thank you. So when we were talking before, yes. You know, let's talk about if you're a pop or soda drinker and you have muscle pain, or you have joint pain. So here's an interesting study that was conducted in Europe. The researchers found feeding humans, you know, most subjects in many studies are rats. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> but this researcher actually used real people. You know, they fed these people the amount of fructose found in 8 to 10 cans of soda, and they produced insulin resistance and elevated triglycerides in these human subjects within days. Within days. It within can days. So quickly. You know, but maybe you're saying to yourself, I would never drink eight cans of soda a day. You know, okay, maybe. But I know we've had many clients that in the past drank at least, you know, six cans of Coke a day. Definitely. You know, yeah. and then maybe haven't had several cereal bars with high fructose high fructose corn syrup in it you know so quickly same result these people became insulin resistant with muscle aches and pains so i you know i think of all the guys and and, you know typical is men that are at you know the sa or holiday Uh convenience store in the morning and they're gathering up two or three cans or four cans of Mountain Dew. To rev themselves up for the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and a couple so, Snickers bars. Yep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so they're they're making themselves insulin resistant yep. almost overnight. Very quickly. And then they're having more aches and pains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think a great pop replacement is my favorite, green iced tea. Yes. yes. Or, I mean, if you don't like green, you could do black or you could do herbal iced mm-hmm. tea. And I think of it as a pain pill that tastes good without side effects. Yes. That is perfect. You know, that would be a great one. Sometimes even to wean people off, you can put a little bit in that tea of like a fizzy, like LaCroix water. And yes. it'll still give it that little, that effervescent bubbly feel that people are kind of hooked on to. Mm-hmm. Right. So these are all great tips. We do have to go to a break. Uh, but when we come back, Joanne is really going to tell you a really amazing life-changing story for herself personally that how eating in balance has reduced her aches and pains. But you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We are so pleased here at the Weight and Wellness Offices that the FDA is finally going to ban trans fats. We thought we were going to have a party. I think we were going to have a party. You know, <laughs> We should. We, I could hear all of us jumping up and down yes. for joy. It was a joy to hear You know, the 10 p.m. news reporters saying exactly what we've been saying for years and years. We've been saying that trans fats, that partially hydrogenated oil, that those fats increase bad LDL cholesterol and reduce our good HDL cholesterol. It increases insulin resistance, leads to blood vessel blockages and heart disease, and really it's overall just bad for our body and bad for our brain. 
So nice job, FDA. Yeah, but you know, Katie, we still have work to do. We still have work to do. Because I noticed that many writers and reporters don't seem to know the difference between trans fats and saturated fats. You know, let's just tell them. That's saturated right. fa- or trans fats are manufactured bad fats. Those are man-made bad fats. And they're harmful for all of the body. Mm-hmm. Right. Saturated, saturated fat, that's like butter and mm-hmm. coconut oil. Yes. They actually support your cells. It's a real food found. I mean, that's something that, honestly, people were eating years and years and years, for years and years and years, without all these health complications. And they're good for your body. And they're good for your body and good for your brain. Yep. So, so we'll be back. We'll be right back. If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low-carb or low-fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering My Talk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call 651-699-3438. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. We sure are having a fun show so far, ladies. It is. Um, But right now, I really want to get into kind of a little story Joanne has to tell us. So, you know, Joanne, why don't you tell us and the listeners how you started to eat lots of good fats and started to reduce your processed carbs and how that shift in your eating has really reduced your muscle pain. Right. So it's really hard for a lot of people to believe that the good, healthy fats like butter, olive oil, nuts, avocados... And coconut oils are not the nutrition demons that we used to think they were. Yes, that's that true. That is old, outdated news. Mm-hmm. And I really noticed that when I changed my eating and added those good fats in. Also, I learned by changing my eating that it's actually the processed carbs and sugar that can and does cause the muscle pain and inflammation. It's those darn old cereal bars. Those cereal bars, <laughs> cereal, oatmeal, all kinds of things that I was eating. So my story about muscle pain is that I had severe back pain mm-hmm. for on and off for several years. I actually had back surgery. And was and that a long time ago? Or? That was a long time ago. That was over 20 years ago. Okay. So I had, but after the back surgery, you end up with a certain amount of scar tissue. So sure. that doesn't, sure. even though it was greatly relieved, there was still some nagging pain there. I still had some leg pain, mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. hip pain, mm-hmm. and I really had to stay on top of my exercise routine in order to keep moving. Yep. But I also found when I started taking the weight and wellness series, when I first started working here mm-hmm. about eight months ago, I found that eliminating gluten and cutting out the processed carbs and sugar really reduced my pain. And so you noticed that really within the first few weeks. I noticed it right away. And when I took the weight and wellness series that eight months ago, I started my numbers. We always do a health survey quiz. Right. My numbers dropped in half. And the majority of the drop was in that muscle 
aches and pain category, and it dr- drastically changed. Fantastic. And the good, healthy fat was a big part of that, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Because you, you had done the, the fat-free stuff for a I'd long time. I've been on fat-free diets for years. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just an automatic to eat fat-free. I yeah. wasn't even thinking about it being a diet. And it you, was just how I ate. And you and, probably never made that connection between maybe this is why I'm having pain. No. So you also found that magnesium glycinate was very helpful. Yes, you know, as nutritionists and dietitians, we know that at least 50% of women are deficient in magnesium. And when your muscles are deficient in magnesium, you can easily, easily have muscle cramps and muscle spasms. Right. The magnesium helped so much with my hip pain, my leg pain. So you must have been having some... I was deficient, definitely. Yeah. You, were, yeah. you must have been having some... Um... Like muscle spasms from where you had scar tissue. Yes, like now and then I would have that. And if, you know, eating wrong and, mm-hmm. you know, not not being positioning right, but also not doing the right kind of food. Yes. Um, the good fats really help to lubricate. And I, you know, I truly understand and I felt that. Mm-hmm. But the magnesium also helped a lot with leg pain, muscle spasms. It also eliminated my eye twitching. Oh, that was that's nice. Cool oh, so that's a clue for people. If it they've is. Got, yes, it is a clue. It also helped me relax and sleep at night. I also noticed that even if I've forgotten to take my magnesium at night, if I'm so yeah. tired and, mm-hmm. and forget my, it still is helpful because it, it's carried with me and my magnesium is not so low anymore. That's amazing. So, you know, when we're talking about magnesium, you know, besides muscle spasms yeah. and cramps, There's other some, symptoms mm-hmm. that you might have to know if you've got magnesium deficiencies is anxiety. Maybe ins- some, yeah, insomnia. Yeah. Yes. Te- grinding your teeth. Yes. TMJ. Mm-hmm. Constipation. Yeah. You know, yeah. even depression. The, yes. And so if you have to hop out of bed to stop a muscle cramp in your leg, you know that you're very deficient in magnesium. And you know, you probably need three to 400 milligrams of magnesium at least. You know, I recommend taking magnesium at bedtime because minerals are absorbed better while you sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, magnesium glycinate helps you sleep better really too. Really helps you sleep. Yeah, magnesium, it's just our relaxation muscle or mineral. So it really mm-hmm. helps relax our body. You know, it's also very critical to promote bone mass. It helps with the absorption of calcium into your bones. So for people with bone problems, magnesium is a key component of it. So let's play a little game. Let's pretend. Okay. <laughs> you are hooked up to a machine where, and it shows you where you have muscles. Okay, this is interesting. Let's. <laughs> so Katie, you're on the machine. All right. And what do you see? Hmm. Well, I see one of the biggest muscles. So I yes. see your heart. Oh, you know, a diagnosis of AFib or really when your heart beats too fast or too slow, that can be caused from a deficiency in magnesium. Did you know that the blood vessels are made up of little muscles and a deficiency in magnesiums, magnesium could be the cause of high blood pressure? When you think of all of the muscles in your body, if we're looking at that machine that Dar yep. created, if we're looking <laughs> at that, you can understand why we all take 400 to 600 milligrams of magnesium glycinate each day. I take 600. Yeah. I take 500. Mm-hmm. Yep. I take 400. <laughs> <laughs> We've got them all. we got them all. So, you know, let me tell you, since I've been taking magnesium glycinate, I no longer get cramps when I'm ice skating or when I run. Um, plus, I really do sleep so much better. So, you know, not only does magnesium glycinate help to prevent muscle cramps and spasms, but it helps to keep your fingers and toes from turning white. When you are skiing in cold weather, 
No, magnesium helps to relax the muscles in the blood vessels that causes pain and numbness of the fingers. You know, we often call this condition Raynaud's yes. syndrome. And frankly, I've gotten rid of my Raynaud's syndrome by taking omega-3 and magnesium. Yes, that's amazing. And gosh, we're out of time, you guys. I hate to say it. We are We out have of so time. much more wow. to talk about today. We sure do. Um, you know, that's kind of a wrap, you know, our Dishing Up Nutrition listeners. So some of the things that we talk, talked about to reduce muscle pain, so try to reduce sugar and processed carbs, you know, get adequate D, get adequate magnesium, reduce some of that insulin resistance. So those are some key things that we really want you to remember. Nutrition is so powerful. You know, we always say, change your nutrition. To change your life. Have a great day, everyone. All is Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.